Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Strategic Planning. Thanks for hanging out with Mike and I as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week on the podcast, we are going to take some email questions. We get emails in all the time, and of course, Mike answers those back out, uh, you know, ASAP. But we thought we'd share some of these on the show with our listeners as well, so people can kind of relate to other folks in similar situations. So this is our mailbag podcast, if you will, and we're going to go through a couple this week. And we're getting closer to uh, Memorial Day. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I am great. I'm uh, really excited about the getting closer to Memorial Day. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Back uh, last month, I guess it was in April, I was, uh, I think I was riding through Belmont, North Carolina. And um, as I was just going through town, there was a business on the left and they had a marquee sign out and it said on the marquee, uh-huh. free pollen on the second line, <laughs> take all you want. <laughs> nice. And um, I, at first I thought it said bee pollen because we're doing bees here in my, uh, where we live. And, oh, okay. And, and so, it, but then I saw take all you want and I looked at it, I said free pollen. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we're getting past that point of all the heavy pollen. And, and you know, as we get into the summer, that, that tends to go away. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. Uh, and of course, we're supposed to have had the cicada invasion, which, uh, you know, we're at the time we're taping this, we're taping this a, a little bit before uh, our release. So I've just started to see a couple. So we'll see if it gets heavy. Uh, yeah. Are you aware of the giant cicada invasion? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. In fact, it's really interesting on our uh, property behind us uh, when, when this happens. And, and or I, I shouldn't say it's not the cicadas. It's actually the lightning bugs I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. We will have this incredible invasion of lightning bugs. It looks like like fireworks almost going nice. off in our backyard. That's at so night. pretty it's though. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we're anyway. supposed to see something like, uh, you know, trillions of cicadas all along the <laughs> Eastern seaboard, uh, starting yeah. somewhere around the, uh, around the 15th or 16th. And we're taping this just a couple days before we release it on the 19th. So, uh, we shall see, but for right yeah. now, let's go ahead and dive Great. into some email questions and we'll keep this one short and sweet this week. And uh, we'll knock a few of these out, answer some questions for folks. And if you'd like to submit your own email or just get some questions answered, folks, go to the website, spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. If you're already working with Mike, that's okay. You know, you could probably call him and ask your questions, but you could also just send him an email as well. And if you want it put on the podcast, we're happy to do so. We change a few things so you don't have to worry about all of that. But feel free to submit a question to the show. And you can always call him if you have questions and need some help. If you're not working with Mike and you're uh, thinking about it, you're on the fence, you're procrastinating, always check with a qualified professional like Mike Flanders. So 336-668-4338. All right, let's get started. Bo, Bo, if you're listening to the podcast this week, here was your question you sent in. Uh, You said, I need about $5,000 to live on each month in retirement, Mike, and my Social Security and pension right now is around $5,300. So I feel like I can leave my entire 401k behind to my son. Is this a good idea? Yeah, great question, Bo. You know, the five thousand a month is uh, what your your um, expenses are as far as an estimate. And, you know, there's always going to be the possibility of the unexpected. Uh, right, car goes out. Uh, you have you know some issue that major appliance needs to be replaced. So you you know you're not necessarily going to be spending just the five thousand each month. Uh, Fifty three hundred. You know, that's a reasonable amount over and above that, but. It may, it may be a good idea to not count on uh, being able to just kind of jettison everything else you have. Now, I know you're not talking about giving it to your son now. You're talking, you said leave it behind. So I assume that's after you pass away. 
And certainly you can do that. I mean, that's, that's a great place to go if you're, um, you know, in, in this case, not married. It's always a good idea, um, or I should say it's not always, but usually a good idea to leave it your spouse because they have a lot better withdrawal options and, and provisions in uh, a 401k that's usually better than what you can do for someone that's not your spouse. But leaving it to your son's fine. I would caution this, though, um, going back to the unexpected. There are some things that are bigger than replacing a car, like your health changing dramatically and you needing some extended care. If you don't have that insured or provided for in some other fashion, that could be where you need to go to get that taken care of. So not just a slam dunk that, yeah, get rid of it, give it to them. Right, right. Because, I mean, there's inflation to think about as well. I mean, like. There is inflation to think about. We're experiencing some things right now. Yeah. See it happening. Go buy some lumber, Bo, and see how you feel. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, while all those things don't necessarily impact us directly, you know, like, for instance, I think I just heard you say lumber prices going up. You're not necessarily building a house right now and may not build a house uh, in retirement and that sort of thing. But there are other people that are needing to do that and they are in the economy and they're pushing prices around on other items because the economy is not just uh, little segments that operate right, in silos right, by yeah. themselves. They impact yeah. the other parts of the economy. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we're I get, see some inflation. Yeah, we're definitely starting to see it. I mean, there's talk of hyperinflation and I mean, we're seeing that in certain sectors right now. I mean, lumber's definitely seeing that, but you know, I, I think what struck out to me at this, with this mic for Bo is that it's pretty close. Yeah. $300 over. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of covering his way of life, but it just was inflation right off the bat because, yep. you know, you, I wouldn't go ahead and tell your son, hey, I'm going to leave my entire 401k to you because you may need it for things. But yeah, I mean, if you wanted to start planning and saying, hey, you know, whatever's left over, because let's say, I mean, we don't know how old you are, Bo, you didn't tell us. But if you've got 25 years in retirement, well, that 5000 a month is probably going to be 10000 a month. At least. Right. Yes. So, yep. I mean, I think it's a good idea to want to leave a legacy behind for sure. Uh, and for some people, that's very, very important to them. So if you're not working with an advisor, Bo, sit down and say, hey, I'd like to leave a legacy. How do we go about structuring a plan that's going to allow me to do that You know, as best I can without sacrificing my own retirement? Yeah. And there may be some things that you want to do to make it a little easier to do that relative to how you hold those 401k funds. You may not want to leave it in a 401k. You might want to get it right. into something else. Yeah. But you know, those are things that have to be looked at individually. There's, yeah, I, I guess, harking back to our last podcast about opportunity and crisis. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities here, but there's also crises if you do it the wrong way. So very true. Very true. We're yeah. looking at it. You're in a pretty good spot to start with. That's I'll say that for sure, Bo. I mean, you're in a Absolutely. pretty good place to begin with, but definitely want to follow up. Uh, and if you, you know, if you've got a plan in place, get a second opinion just to make sure you dot the I's, cross the T's. Actually, inflation seems to be the topic because we've also had one come in from Davey, and uh, and he says inflation hasn't seemed too bad recently. Uh, although he does say, you know, uh, lumber <laughs> with that, with the exception of lumber. Uh, yeah. But uh, should I be worried about it coming up? And I, I definitely think so. I mean, all the spending that we're doing, Mike, you know, for, as a government and so on and so forth, and, and the potential spending on the, you know, the proposals and so on and so forth. I can't see how we're not going to see some real inflation here, maybe sooner than we thought. Yeah. You know, I think right now, um, things like Social Security, Medicare, and all that sort of thing are taking about 76% of our budget. And just a few years, they're projecting it'll be about 92% of it. You know, if we can't pay for Medicare for some right now, I don't know how we're going to pay for Medicare for all. So it's going to be that there's going to be more need uh, for more income for the government, which pulls it out and makes people have to earn more money to be able to, you know, it's just, it's crazy what's going on with inflation uh, pressures and uh, with the spending that's that's happening. 
And, and this is not just one political party. We got crazy people on all sides of the political spectrum that want <laughs> to spend true. money and yeah. think we can just print it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of philosophies about that kind of stuff. We won't go there. But at, at any rate, yeah, should inflation be worried about? Well, if you look back for the last 50 years, the average has been four and a quarter percent. Recently, you know, and when I say recently, over the past decade or so, it's been at one, two percent. So it's been significantly less, 50 percent less or more than what it has been historically over that 50 years, which included, by the way, these past 10 years or so of 2% or less inflation per year. So we had years with significantly higher than four and a quarter percent over the past half decade. Okay. Um, so we're, we're going to see cycles of it, variations in inflation, and we'll go through periods depending on what's going on and how the government decides to do certain things and how the economy is, is doing. So there, there's a lot of factors. You don't want to just discount that inflation couldn't return to a norm of, of in the 4% range. It, it can happen. Uh, yeah, I know the Fed wants to control it at 2%. Don't know how, how long they can do that sort of thing. Well, and there's a lot of conversation, Mike, that the 2% listed is not really accurate, right? It's it's right. almost like it's a fake, a fake number, really. There's off-budget things that they... Yeah, because, I mean, you could just use your eyes and say, I mean... Certain mm-hmm. things are definitely a lot more than they were even a year ago. Well, a lot of things are. I mean, and yeah, right now we're still chalking it up to pandemic shortages, but I feel like that's also a little bit, like you said, we could really get political or even whatever, but I feel like it's just a little bit weird because, you know, we still buy and import a lot of things from China, regardless of what's been going on. And they've been working full capacity for basically a year now. You know, yeah. they were they they kind of got back into full swing as of uh, as of May and twenty. So I don't know. It just there's a lot of you know there's a lot of interesting stuff happening. Certainly from taxes and inflation and all those things that we're going to see come down the pike. So I, I would definitely say when you're working with an advisor, make sure if they're not bringing up inflation and planning for it to you, <laughs> that you bring it up to them and have yeah. conversations because it is something. That it, I mean, it's a silent thief, right? It'll certainly derail your retirement if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a tax that's uh, a theft tax. Yeah, uh, there, there you comes go. Comes in under the radar. Yeah. yeah, I like that theft tax. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do another one here, Derek. Uh, unfortunately, Derek, uh, sorry to hear this. He says my my aunt died recently, guys, and left her house and some cash to me. I never really had a desire to buy a rental property before, but I'm considering keeping the house and using it for rental property now that I have this opportunity in my lap. Is it wise to do rental or would I be better off to maybe just sell it and invest the proceeds instead? We don't know a whole lot of circumstances, but I'll I'll give you some cautions. Sure. You're asking because I assume you have some second thoughts about it. Should I do this or or do maybe what you are used to doing with investing uh, the assets in financial assets? You know, with a rental property, you're going to have the issues of um, vacancies that could arise. I don't know if you have debt on it that you're you're going to be getting as a part of it, or you know what your situation is there. But um, you know, there's the potential for higher than hoped for costs of maintaining the property, repairs that may need to be made. Um, do you want to deal with it? You want to get a property manager to deal with it? There are, are a lot of decisions, a lot of moving parts with uh, rental properties that may or may not be appealing to you. Uh, so it, some of it depends on what your personal preferences are. If you are able to do some of the uh, maintenance work and that kind of stuff, and it's, it's within your skill set, great. Uh, but if you got to hire it out, you know that's part of the cost of that. And you may end up not seeing as much gain or benefit on this particular investment as you might if you invested it in a diversified 
portfolio of stocks and bonds, uh, which quite frankly, I have a friend that used to say it's the greatest wealth creation tool known to man. And it is. It has a tremendous amount of opportunity there because it's not just one property. It's not just one company, one business, one industry. Uh, You're in a variety of companies that are all trying to make a profit as much as they can, as fast as they can. And so there's, there's obviously more opportunity and a lot more diversification by getting out of the one property into something where you have uh, your risks spread, so to speak. Gotcha. Um, okay. Can turn out, but it's more risk. All right. Well, I mean, I guess it's something to definitely ponder because you know everybody's got different feelings about it. So it could be something that you want to do. I think that's a great way to start thinking about it. And maybe you already have, you know, do you want to take on those responsibilities, those landlord type of responsibilities? Are you handy? You know, and are you going to do it yourself? Are you going to use property managers? Mike said, you know, a lot of little things that certainly ponder there. If you don't want those kinds of headaches, though, then maybe, you know, selling it. I mean, right now, you know, <laughs> the real estate market is crazy through the roof. So it may be something to certainly ponder uh, at this time because of, uh, you know, just because of that. So you might be getting top dollar. Right now, a great time to be looking at selling (laughs) into a hot market. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, It is super, super hot right now. So you might get top dollar. I just was talking with somebody the other day and they got offered 50,000 over uh, what they had their house listed for. Yeah. Um, yeah, So just crazy numbers out there. Okay. So one more email question. Thank, again, thanks for that one. We certainly appreciate it. Sorry to hear about your aunt. And uh, if you need some help, reach out to Mike uh, for any of these. Of course, I know Mike's already followed up with a lot of these anyway, but for other folks who are listening, if, if you have a similar scenario and you need some help, uh, reach out to Mike, have a conversation. 336-668-4338. Final one this week is from Miss Diane. She says, Mike, I'm 55 and worried about the stability of Social Security. I just don't know if it's going to be around for the rest of my lifetime. What do you think? I think at 55, Mike, I think she's probably okay. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I mean, you would think so. Um, of course, things are moving fast. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. Uh, when I was younger, uh, and, and quite frankly, up until about three or four years ago, I, number one, I didn't really consider for my own planning that I would get Social Security. I just didn't include it. I saved and did things so that I was aiming at being able to do it without um, needing to depend on Social Security. But then, you know, I reached that magic number of 62 when you take it early and all of a sudden I thought, I wonder what my benefit is. I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, I just don't pay that much attention to those kinds of things because I can't affect it. I can't change it. I, that's why I don't look at my portfolio values all the time because I can't change. I know I've got it structured properly and just let it do what it does. I know I'll be all right in the long run. But I looked at that and I said, oh my goodness, I actually have a benefit sitting there. That's pretty nice. And hey, it's it's actually here. When it's, whereas when I was in my 20s, I, didn't, I just assumed it wouldn't be there. At 55, yeah, it's possible that she is. And you know, there's a lot of political reason that that will probably never go away. May not be the same benefit amount. Uh, you know, There's obviously the talk about the trust funds running dry. And uh, I think it's 2034 at this point, they're saying, doesn't mean there won't be any money. It's just they're going to have, at that point, funding from currently collected tax revenues, not from uh, funds that are accumulated for that. And unfortunately, a lot of the funds that are accumulated for it are in um, treasury notes and treasury bills. And uh, so you got to be able to collect on those too. Uh, so the, the point being that is likely from a political standpoint will be something that will remain in place, could be a little different. So what do you do about that? What if it does totally go away? What if it goes away partially, whatever? That's why you need to plan to be uh, taking care of yourself and, and to focus. You're in that range where possibly don't have any kids at home anymore and you can 
uh, really work hard on trying to do uh, maybe some cutting back on the way you spend some money to be able to accumulate more money if you need to, to be able to reach the goals that you have for yourself. And so, uh, you know, just think positively about it. You know, the thing that we tend to do when we see things like this and we're concerned about what might happen is we look on the negative side. But if you look on the positive side of it, the opportunity you have to really buckle down and go after something, uh, it's amazing what can happen. I was just talking the other day with a couple that when I met them mm, eight, nine years ago, something like that, I think it was, mm-hmm. in their mid-50s, uh, had not really done anything to save for retirement. And um, we just talked about, hey, you know what? You got to cut some things out. You got to focus on this. And a couple of things happened. Number one, business took off uh, for him. He's got his own business and they really started focusing on it and they've accumulated over a million dollars now. Um, wow. And you know, that's from their own saving and then from the growth on it during that time frame. And um, so it can be done in just a short period of time. Um, so it, it's a matter of positively looking at the opportunity you have and looking for the solution, not just commiserating over the negatives. I think it's a great way of looking at that, Mike. And so a lot of these things, you know, certainly are uh, can be nerve wracking, and, and we wonder about that. And I think Social Security will change for folks definitely under fifty, uh, mm-hmm. but it is going to say a political poker chip, a hot potato, whatever you want to call it, yeah. for a little while. So uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, having a good strategy in place will hopefully help you not worry about that, regardless. Uh, and that way you can just kind of do what you need to do with it. You know, I think that a lot of folks who want to run down and turn it on ASAP because they think it's going to be gone, they can yeah. do themselves a disservice there. So just make sure you're checking and making sure that it's part of your strategic planning process. So if you got questions, reach out to Mike as always. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast with folks that you think might benefit from it as well. You can find it on Apple, Google, iHeart, Stitcher. Just type in strategic planning in the search box of those apps. Most of those are already on your phone anyway. If you're an Apple user, you already have Apple Podcasts on your phone. Just go right there and check that out. Stop by Mike's website, spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Or you might get this when you get a newsletter blast out from Mike as well. And that's a great way to subscribe also. Mike, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me. We're going to go this week. Thanks for doing some emails. And I will talk to you soon. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Thank you. I hope you do too, Mark. This has been fun. As always, it's been very fun. And I will talk to you very soon. You guys stay safe and sane out there. We'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders from Strategic Planning Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.